Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, episode 238. I'm your host, John June. Week 15 recap. Co-host Greg Penniman with me. Greg, what's good, man? What's going on? Week, well, crazy. Well, probably the craziest week of NFL just occurred. I mean, a lot of stuff happened, a lot of injuries, a lot of people in and out. But, you know, first first round, if you guys survive, congrats. Uh, and let's get on to that, them semis. Yeah, we, uh, we're, if we sound somber, just bear with us. We faced some, Greg and I just, you know, we faced some tough eliminations. Uh, you know, in our league, extraordinary people. Uh, we both are on the brink of elimination there. Uh, and then it, I know in my, you know, my my league with all my college friends, it's the longest standing league I have. Uh, I pretty much eliminated in week one. Not gonna have a shot, even if Jalen Hurts, you know, scores like 40 points tomorrow, I still won't win. So, um, that being said. We're still here for you. We're still alive. You know, we still got one more league. Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, Greg and I co-manage it. Jalen Hurts is alive for us. So, um, you know, we got Gardner Minshew ready to go just in case. So, we're, you know, we're still here with you. Uh, but like you said, like we said, week 15, we're here to recap it. And what a week it was, man. It was a very interesting week between the injuries and the COVID and, the, you know, all the low scores. It just made for a very weird week. Um, but let's recap it, as we always do, starting with the quarterback position and the number one quarterback on the week. Can't say I saw this coming. Did Sunday morning when I did my projections. He was the QB2 for me, though. So uh, Tyler Huntley, 28 of 40, 215 passing yards, two touchdowns, 13 rushing yards, or 13 rush attempts, 73 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns there, 359 points i mean greg i must say we've talked about lamar in the past and how like when you get lamar a negative game script like you get these blow-up games from him like these big passing games with these big rushing games like tyler huntley's always in negative game script so it's just like you've unlocked that cheat code and you just it's like when you got game shark and you just put the code in and it's just like hey lamar jackson uh you know Negative game script all the time, and that's Tyler Huntley. Your take? Yeah, definitely. I mean, similar style, uh, just very athletic at the quarterback position. Uh, 13 carries, got the two touchdowns and two passing touchdowns as well. A great, excellent performance by him. If only, you know, I, I actually had him in one league, could have started him, but you know, here, you know, hindsight, 50 50, it's all good. Tyler Huntley. I think they say 2020, but yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> But yeah, Tyler Huntley, yeah, great performance from him. I mean, definitely knew it was gonna be wasn't gonna this offense wasn't gonna suffer. But yeah, well, QB one potential. This is that's nice. Yeah, man, for sure, uh, definitely nice. Uh, Tyler Huntley, big ups to you. Uh, helped me out in some some DFS yesterday. So I, you know, I wasn't wasn't all we weren't all losers, uh, or at least all my fantasy lineups weren't weren't all losers. Uh, but the QB two on the week, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we talked about him on Thursday night, but 31 of 47, 
410 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception, three carries, 32 yards, 29.6. We'll skip over him because there's not really much to say. We spoke about this guy already on Thursday. But the QB3 on the week, Aaron Rodgers, 23 of 31, 268 passing yards, three touchdowns, four rushing yards, four rush attempts for 11 rushing yards, 23.8 points there. Uh, you know, was in a duel with Tyler Huntley. Gave Tyler Huntley some props, too, after the game. Um, what were your thoughts on the performance here by Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, great performance. Got a touch to Devontae. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good battle between him and Huntley. Um, Rodgers has been very solid this year, very quiet under the radar, but a, a solid QB1 for the for man managers this year. Yeah, he's definitely been a very, very solid QB1 there for fantasy managers. Uh, moving on to the quarterback, or rounding out the the rest of the top 12 here. Uh, the quarterback four in a week, Cam Newton. Quarterback five, Justin Herbert. Quarterback six, Josh Allen. Seven, Jared Goff. Eight, Mac Jones. Nine, Davis Mills. Ten, Jimmy G. Eleven, Tua Tungavailoa. And 12, Matt Ryan. Uh I mean, it was ugly after once you get past Mac Jones at eight. So bad into that Davis Mills range. It was ugly. Uh, the quarterbacks nine through 12 all ending up with under less than 15 uh, fantasy points on the day. In terms of honorable mentions, there will be no one that we talk about in no. terms of honorable mention. No. But Greg, what do you anything you got to say about these uh, about quarterbacks? I, I, I guess four through through eight that we guess I guess we haven't spoken about I mean Jared Goff getting a win that's like more important I feel like than even his fantasy performance so that's a big ups to him and uh, the Lions for getting it done uh and that's that's about it yeah Cam Newton finding a QB one performance is nice top five performance actually uh but yeah that's that's all I really it was pretty rough I mean hopefully Jalen Hurts could be the honorable mention of this week <laughs> yeah maybe J- hopefully Jalen Hurts can just Climb into this top six yeah. here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Cam Newton, to finish in the top four like he did, I, I did not foresee a good game for Cam Newton at all. No. Uh, I, I thought there would be some neg- a lot of negative game script there, and Cam Newton has struggled uh, in that department. But it also kind of reminds me um, that this Bills defense is, is not as formidable without Trey White. So, uh, you know, they're a little bit less um, – scary without Trey White in the lineup there. So I, you know, maybe it's something that we, you know, we continue to leverage going forward. But uh some some of the the Jags on the week here, uh gotta throw them out there. Kyler Murray, uh Dak Prescott. Uh Tua is definitely gonna get thrown on this list, even though he had a good game. My quarterback stream of the week here, um, I mean, not had a good game, did not have a good game, still finishes as a top 12 quarterback, but you just like 16 and 27, two touchdowns, two interceptions, under 200 yards passing, uh, 19 rushing yards. Yeah, it was just not a great uh, showing by Tua. Uh, Taysom Hill, who was your quarterback start of the week, I know. I had I had uh, expressed some nervousness to you, and this was not even the nerve. This isn't even the game script I was thinking of, right? Like I was like, oh, you know, the Bucks could get out of front, get out ahead, and you know, force them to pass, and it might not be good. But 
the Bucks got out, you know, basically <laughs> held up to held on to this Zero six points. nothing lead. Crazy. That they eventually turned into nine and just held on to it for the entire game. And Taysom Hill didn't have to do anything, but uh and you know, Tom Brady also is gonna end up on this list here having I mean, what less than five fantasy points, I think it was on the day there. Uh, you know, kind of sucks that he lost essentially his top two receivers at the time during the game here. Uh, and, and you know, anything, you want, yeah, and Fournette. Uh, anything you want to say about you know these these quarterbacks uh, maybe underperformed in week 15, Greg? Now nah, they all just disappointed at the time you needed the most. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know Brady managers are hurt, like a lot of managers are. Colin Murray, especially, uh, you expect like a huge day from him. Um, so. Yeah, uh, just disappointed. Yeah, definitely a disappointment there, uh, and one that you will, um, yeah, you'll probably remember for a while uh, if you if you got eliminated from yep. your fantasy playoffs because <laughs> because of this one. This is the uh, kind of weeks where you know th- those fantasy managers that are like, I'm never going to draft this player again. Stings, Look. man. It really does. Tom Brady, QB two, three all year, and then just bam, season's over just like that. Colin Murray, like points per game, he's killing. Comes back, and then bam, that's it. Like those are a lot of a lot of playoff teams. That those two guys right there. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is gonna be a common a common trend as we go through here, uh, go through this list tonight. But the moving on to the running back position, and tell me if you had this on your week 15 bingo card, the number one running back on the week. Miles Gaskin, Duke. right? Nope. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yo, we'll give it to you, bro. We'll give it to you. You'll get, you'll get credit for it here. The Miami uh, Dolphins running back. <laughs> Miami Dolphins running back, Duke Johnson. Crazy. Uh, 22 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns, one target for one reception, 20 yards, 25.7 PPR points. I mean – he looked like I know he was playing in Miami <laughs> and for Miami, like the Miami Dolphins, but he looked like he was back at the U running for the Hurricanes. Duke Johnson did. I mean, Greg, what were your thoughts on the performance here? I know you have some thoughts, but what are your your thoughts here on the performance by Duke Johnson? The Miami yeah, Dolphins. Absolutely. That's to play against the Jets. Beautiful performance for him, like twenty two carries. The volume is excellent. Uh, I mean, should I guess I should have believed Blind Forest, man, when he was saying, you know, Miles Gaston, just because he's coming back, won't be, you know, the the the, the lead person, lead dog. Uh, but yeah, Duke Johnson came out of nowhere, man. No one expected this performance from him. Um, yeah, I mean, two touchdowns, just take advantage of the matchup. Somebody, somebody took advantage of it because, or somebody <laughs> knew it because they, I was in a DFS contest and would you look at that, Duke Johnson, you know, in somebody's lineup and sure. He's point six rostered in ESPN leagues. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, the RB two on a week, man. I mean, I will never, ever, ever, ever talk. I would never say, a, I don't even say a bad thing about him. I just said, hey, you know, probably lower expectations. And guess what? Maybe we should have lowered expectations from RB1 to RB2. Because that's Jonathan Taylor. Uh, 29 carries, 170 rushing yards, 67 of which came on his only touchdown of the day. Um, Did not have a target in the past game. 23 PPR points on the day here, Greg. Your thoughts on the performance here by the man, simply known as JT. Yeah, he was doing well. He was getting the volume, and but like you know, 
that 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 play is what you that's what you you know why you draft the JTE like if he doesn't have that play he you know probably has like a you know one of those standard RB two days but that's why you have him because he's capable of doing that all 29 times he touches the ball uh he it looks like he does that one per game so it's guaranteed that he's gonna break out he's he's so good such a good talent like I love the the work that he did against he carried like he won this game for the Colts like single handedly won this game for the Colts. No man. I, it's just like to see this for JT. Just think about what we went through last year, right? Like with at, during this time, right, with JT, some of the conversations that we were having about how he wasn't playing some good fo- he wasn't playing good football, yada yada yada, and just how it's come really come full circle to the point where he's literally in the MVP discussion. He's oh, one yeah, of the absolutely. best players in the league. He's one of the best running backs in the league. I mean, this dude is a freak to see first off like to see the move that he puts on these on uh Dante Hightower and Devin McCourty to get to hit that crease and then JC Jackson who's one of the top corners in football is hawking him down and JT looking over his shoulder is just staring JC Jackson while he's running 22 miles per hour just like it's no big deal and J.C. Jackson still can't catch him while he's looking. Like To me, that was like the craziest thing because you're just watching a 230-pound running back run away from a, probably a sub-200-pound corner like it, like in the NFL. Like It didn't make any sense. But then again, J.T., generational talent, that that is what makes sense to me. Yeah, he's definitely a lock for at least offensive player of the year. I mean, if he doesn't get the MVP, he's got to get it. 100%, man, 100%. Uh, let's move on to the RB3 on the week. And I feel like maybe we got to get some credit for this one. Sort of, kind of. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., 21 carries, 110 yards, one touchdown, uh, two targets, two receptions, nine yards, 19.9 PPR points on the day. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Jeff Wilson Jr.? Yeah, once I... Uh... Eli Mitchell or whoever's going to be the starting running back for the 49ers is going to have an opportunity to to blow up for a day. They're just a really good running football team. Um, and once I heard that news, you know, I, I tried to add him in as many leagues as possible and get him in the lineups because, you know, he's going to get opportunity. 21 carries. A lot of running backs getting this high volume this week, which you'd like to see. Um, so, yeah, he, he made the best of his opportunity for sure. Definitely, man, definitely. I mean, not a three-touchdown day, but it was one of those random Jeff Wilson – finishes as a top three running back day and and those help you advance in the fantasy playoffs hey Mm -hmm. maybe he won't help you next week but definitely helped you advance this week if you if you took the shot on him rounding out the top 12 here uh the running back four in the week austin eckler the running back five james robinson the running back six devin singletary seven nick chubb eight zeke elliott nine deontay foreman uh tying with amir abdullah uh, ten, 11, rather, Aaron Jones, and then 12, like, in three quarters, man. Shout out to you, man. Leonard Fournette uh, getting it, getting an RB12 finish there. Uh, granted, the week's not done as we sit here recording this on our, on our, during our second Monday Night Football game. Uh, but, Greg, your thoughts on, the, uh, on any of these guys between 4 and 12? Um, yeah, I mean... Leonard Fournette getting it done, even with that team shut out. 
uh, getting hurt, give, not giving you a dud day, which is seven nice. targets, seven yeah. receptions. Yeah, yeah, I think he's uh the leader in running backs and receptions uh, this year. He's been I pretty. Yeah, I think he's been doing really well. Um, Zeke Elliott, of course, you know, coming through <laughs> in week 15, you know, uh, good performance from him. Uh, and Nick Chubb, like, I'm glad they got on the volume 23 times, uh, almost won the game, but you know, they could could have gotten more because he only had six carries in that first half, I think. Definitely. Um, yeah, Deontay Foreman really taking over as the yeah, absolutely the lead back in in Tennessee. Yep, twenty two uh, carries for him too. Great volume. Yeah, twenty two carries, twenty five total opportunities. Uh, that was great to see. Uh, James Robinson, uh, running back start of the week, uh, had you know the volume there even in a loss. Uh, was still able to see uh, twenty four opportunities there in the backfield. Uh, first game with no. Urban Meyer, and then Devin Singletary, who's a guy that, you know, I, I think we've been talking about uh, these last couple of weeks is somebody I think you should probably put in your lineup, especially last week with, with uh, Josh Allen hurting as he did and not being able to reutilize in the run game. Devin Singletary, 22 carries, 86 yards, uh, a touchdown there, one one target and a reception there for 10 yards. And, and this also came on a day, again, Josh Allen was injured and Zach Moss was made a healthy and active. So, um, you know, definitely looks like Devin Singletary's backfield going forward. Yeah, you hope so. Definitely got New England next week. So maybe you should get some opportunity if they want to take away the pass. Definitely. Uh, and then some honorable mentions here. Craig Reynolds. Yes, sir. Uh, finishing on the borderline of an RB1 finish. Uh, and, and, you know, Javante Williams had another nice day. Um, Justin Jackson, I put him on this list simply just because, uh, as we'll talk about later in this, uh, he did have, actually have a have a decent day there, finishing as a top 20 back. Uh, but Austin Eckler tested positive or is, you know, looks like he's headed to the COVID list. Nothing official yet. Uh, but a lot of the beat writers have said that that's what it looks like is going to happen there. Uh, so Justin Jackson, you know, had himself a solid day there as well. Anybody else that really sticks out as an honorable mention there for you, Greg? Uh, yeah, n- not much. I mean, Devontae Booker, again, you know, finding his way as an RB2 day. Uh, he's definitely very relevant in this offense. Yeah, definitely. Seems to pop a, a big run, uh, almost seems like a big play every week, uh, and has shown out more than... Uh, who's going to headline this Jag section for Saquon Barkley, um, who, you know, like, again, it's it's impossible to to trust him uh, week to week. Uh, obviously, we know what the talent is. We know the the situation isn't great there. But He's in the worst situation in football. Yeah, it's one of the worst situations that you can be in. Uh, but, you know, that's, I think – um, I mean, Sterling Shepard just at this point needs to retire. Like he needs to think about. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, Sterling Shepard. I mean, can't he, again, that. can't stay healthy. Uh, but so you know, continuing the Jags. Um, you know, Clyde Edwards-Lair. It was not a fantastic day. Kind of said it. He's kind of become really touchdown dependent as of late. Uh, James Conner, what came into this game banged up. Uh, but you know, Detroit just manhandled Arizona pretty much the whole day. Najee uh, not Harris should start this list, man. Yeah, Najee Harris, uh Alvin Kamara, uh Miles Gaskin we previously Oof. talked about. Uh, Big names, man. Cordero Patterson. Mm. 
Michael Carter, Devontae Freeman. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Uh, Chase Edmonds, if you took the shot on him, too. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really long – It's it, trust me, it's going to be like this pretty much the whole day. Um, yeah, any, anybody else there that really stuck nah, it up there at the running back position? No, we can move on. All right, moving on to the wide receiver position, the number one wide receiver on the week, Tyreek Hill, 13 targets, 12 catches, 148 receiving yards, and a touchdown, 32.8 PPR points. We spoke about him on Thursday. Uh, anything else you want to add about Tyreek, or should we move on? Nah, man, this man's going to hopefully just keep continuing to blow for you. Definitely. The wide receiver, two on the week. Brandon Cooks, 10 targets, 7 receptions, 70 yards, 2 touchdowns there, 29.2 PPR points on the day. What are your thoughts on Brandon Cooks' performance, Greg? Oh, yeah, man. The, you know, cream of the crop of that that wide receiver, three crews, probably sleeper wide receiver of the year. This man's been balling in, in the one of the, you know, worst situations. He seems to get it done, uh, which is so impressive. Um, this team getting it done again, went beating the Jags. Uh, yeah, he's been awesome all year. Yeah, definitely Brandon Cooks. Uh, I mean, he's been a value at the wide receiver position, just being, like you said, been getting it done all year, regardless of who the quarterback's been. Uh, you know, my guy Chris Pinto came on here over this summer and talked about Brandon Cooks and how, you know, he literally could play with any quarterback. Uh, even if Davis Mills came in, he said that, and this has come to fruition. Uh, so shout out to that. Wide receiver three on the week. This is like a game that we felt has been coming for so long, Greg. Max. I mean, I know we didn't even have to talk about it. You took the shot on him in our, you know, I just went. It's like, oh, I wonder, you know, if we're going to play Gabe Davis this week. I went in our in our lineup, in our <laughs> matchup, in our co-managed league. He was there. Uh, I started him in, in two of my other leagues. Uh, so I was excited when this matchup happened. Gabriel Davis, the wide receiver three on the week. Seven targets, five catches, 85 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions. What a lovely day there was. 25.5 half PPR point or PPR points, rather, 25.5 PPR points from Gabe Davis. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here? Yeah, he's a very talented receiver. He's very fast. I mean, this is kind of what we thought would happen before they signed Emmanuel Sanders. Um I mean, that, they really don't, didn't need a million standards. I think Gabe Davis is ready to take this role as being a, a, a low-end wide receiver, too, for this team, uh, hopefully next year. Uh, this is definitely a guy, if you're, like, out the playoffs, you like like iron on right now. Yeah, definitely. He's one of those guys that if you are playing in the playoffs, he's a guy that you have to get on your roster. I'm sure that we're going to talk about him in the waiver portion of the show here. Uh, but rounding out this top, 12, the wide receiver four on the week, Christian Kirk, the wide receiver five, my start of the week, Amon Ross St. Brown, the wide receiver six, Russell Gage, wide receiver seven, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the wide receiver eight, Tyler Boyd, the wide receiver nine, Keenan Allen, the wide receiver 10, Debo Samuel, the wide receiver 11, Josh Reynolds, and the wide receiver 12, Marquez Calloway. Greg, thoughts on these top 12s here? Uh, definitely, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, also Russell Gage, both shout outs by you to have a solid day. Uh, MBS again, you know, showing a little, uh, consistency after, you know, the first week where everyone picked him up. Now, he, you know, the week after is when they do blow up. Uh, Josh Reynolds again, 
second half, or well, since he got you know signed for Detroit, having some relevant weeks. Um, yeah, a lot of receivers have stepped up uh, this week. Yeah, definitely a lot of receivers stepped up. Uh, yeah, Monroe St. Brown, obviously my start of the week. Russell Gage was, believe it or not, in consideration for my start of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad he came through here. Uh, you know, he's just been on a kind of a tear these last few weeks there with, you know, with his target share numbers and that kind of continued today uh, or on Sunday, rather 11 targets. Uh, both these guys had almost identical stat lines. Amon Ross St. Brown, Russell Gage, 11 targets, eight receptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Gage, 91 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown, 90. Um, you know, each had a touchdown. We did see Amon Ross St. Brown taking some carries out of the back. Oh, so that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, Nothing really surprises me. Christian Kirk, I mean, again, we kind of thought that that would happen. Yep. Him being the number one guy there in Arizona with, um, you know, with the loss of DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, and then Tyler Boyd kind of just, again, every time you think he's he's done for, Word. he's dead, he just breaks like a 50-yard touchdown. Word. And you're like, all right, I guess, I guess we're still here. Um. Yeah, uh, some honorable mentions here. Devontae Parker, uh, Hollywood Brown, Tim Patrick, um, you know, all three guys that had a you know very solid day, especially Hollywood playing with the backup quarterback. I know some people may have not, um, you know, may have not trusted him coming into this week. You know, with, you know, with Tyler Huntley. Actually, I'll be honest, uh, you know, I, I actually benched Hollywood for Gabe Davis. I felt really good about it. Uh, although, you know, Hollywood still had 14 PPR points, so I wish I benched somebody else instead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Anybody else that stuck out for you, for you in a positive way, Greg? Uh, well, Zay Jones is going to have a solid day. He had six for 67. So that's, that was nice from him today. I know Zay Jones has a special place in your, in your dynasty heart, Greg. No, I mean, just in general, but yeah, just in general, uh, the Jags list, the wide receiver. Oh, position. man. This, this thing. Uh, you know how usually the honorable mentions list is like really long? That's the, the Jags list for yeah, the wide receivers today. Uh, Deontay Johnson, C.D. Lamb, C. Hunter Renfro, T. Higgins, Luke, Amari Cooper, oh. Chase Pittman. Claypool, Jamar Chase, Michael Pittman. Oh. I mean, Michael Pittman. Yeah, he got ejected. He got himself he got ejected. But <laughs> well, we kind of were like, we were saying also saying don't play Michael Pittman. So, yeah. I Anybody else? I know it's pain, Greg. I know it's pain, pain. Uh, no. I mean, yeah. No, that's about it. I think. All right, moving on to the tight end position. The number one tight end on the week, Travis Kelsey. We talked about him on Thursday or, you know, Friday or Saturday, whenever it was that we talked about that game. But 13 targets, 10 receptions, 191 receiving yards, two touchdowns, 41.1 PPR points. Greg, I sent this to you before the show, but Michael Fabiano tweeted out that if you take Travis Kelsey's, I don't know where he gets 44.1 points from, but. We'll go with it. If you take his 44 points. Touchdown bonus. Yeah, uh, maybe it's a touchdown yeah. bonus or something. Uh, 44.1 points alone would have beaten a lineup of Tom Brady, Alvin Kamara, 
Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper, and Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, that just shows that a lot of playoff teams, a lot of ones and twos seeds lost this week. That's what it sounds like to me. A lot of upsets this yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um. Well, that was that. Uh, the tight end two on the week, he tried really, really hard to get the number one spot. Um, he he said, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna I've, I'm gonna devise a plan." He had three days to come up with his plan, uh, having played on Sunday and Travis Kelsey played on Thursday, but he just fell a little bit short. Mark Andrews, I'm talking about, 13 targets, 10 receptions, 136 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions, 35.6 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Mark Andrews? Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm I'll always going to say, like, the most underrated tight end in the league, but he's starting to get that clout now. I'm looking on uh, Instagram and Twitter. People are, like, saying, no, we'll stop playing with the best tight end in the league. I'm liking that. So uh, Mark Andrews getting his respect, um, and he's continuing to dominate this year. Uh, just very probably the best value that you got at tight end this year. 110,000%, brother. I couldn't say it better myself. He is the best value at the tight end position. Yep. I mean, he was going – Later than Darren Waller, George yep. Kittle, yep. Kyle, Kyle Pitts, Pitts. Yep. Uh, like TJ Hawkinson even yep. sometimes. Like people did not want Mark Andrews. And look at you now. <laughs> Tight end three on the week, Crazy. man. Hunter Henry, eight targets, six catches, 77 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions, 25.7 PPR points on a day. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Hunter Henry? Uh, yeah, good performance from him. I mean, and, uh, another, you know, tight end one day. He's uh, put in a, a solid year this year, a, a nice tight end two year uh, with some 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 good weeks in, in there um, for someone, you know, that was going undrafted in some situations. I wish I just stuck with my preseason prognostication where I was like, Hunter Henry will be the New England tight end that you want, but I let Greg suck me into this Jonu Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Made him a blocker, man. It's not my fault. Hey, man, that's what I thought was gonna happen from the very beginning, but you know, I, I yeah, I, I guess we just got sucked up in the allure of him, Johnny Smith, lining up in the backfield, taking carries. But Hunter Henry had himself a day. I, I mean, the Colts aren't great against the tight end. Uh, the New England Patriots have been utilizing the heck out of their tight ends, and I think they'll continue to do that. Uh, and I was sitting here, Greg, on my. In one of my matchups, looking at my my opponent, they left Hunter Henry on the bench. I was like, yes. Nice. I was like, nice. And and they started Dalton Schultz. So I was <laughs> like, you know, feeling real good about it for three days. You know, feeling really good about it until Dalton Schultz finishes the tight end four in PPR PPR leagues. Uh, George Kittle, the tight end five. Foster Moreau, like. Seriously, Foster Moreau, I have Darren Waller in the league of extraordinary people, and I've been trying to use you for like three weeks, and Everyone every has. time Everyone, it yep. doesn't come through. But this time, this week, today, <laughs> that's when you decide you want to do something. Gotcha, Not too. Yep. Number seven, Zach Ertz. Number eight, Kyle Pitts. Number nine, Noah Fant. Number ten, James O'Shaughnessy. Eleven, Mike Gusecki. My start of the week, that's not really great performance by you, bruh. And number 12, Harrison Bryant. How did you – you weren't even supposed to play. 
How did you? Oh, two yeah. catches, eleven yards, and a touchdown. That'll do it. Did you catch? Did you catch a touchdown or not, nah, Greg? Any of these tight end performances stuck out to you? Four through. Um, I mean, definitely Dalton Schultz was a surprise for me, uh, and George Kittle doing what he got to do again. Um, but yeah, Foster Moreau, like all the weeks, everyone's like, oh, this is like the safety net tight end to have. Darren Waller, don't worry if you got hurt. Got Foster Moreau, he's super talented, and he finally comes through. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, man, crazy. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. It's like the Mike Boone thing. It's yeah. like Yep. It it's just oh God, it's it's upsetting. It's very upsetting. And Don Schultz, I, I blame myself. I I used words like evaporated. You know, anytime I do something like that, I say something like that on this show, like the player, I don't know if he heard it and he plays it like every other cowboy's pass catcher was evaporated, so yeah, I guess he has to <laughs> Crazy. Like I don't know if they just play the clip before they go out on the field and like I'm gonna show this guy, but <laughs> I don't get it, man. I really don't. I really don't understand like why does it have to happen when I when I do this. Uh, honorable mentions. We don't usually throw them out, but I will throw one out. Out. Oh, uh, we did throw uh, them out. Oh. Desperation. Desperation type flex. Uh, I mean, obviously, he didn't kill you, but he would have finished as a tight end 13 this week. So. Uh, would have been okay. Uh, in terms of Jags, anybody let you down this week, Greg? Oh, mm, nah. Tight end yeah. was rough this week. I didn't expect anyone to really kill except the people that are supposed to. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's. Uh, that's right. I was like, why do there? It's like there feels like less names on here, but Darren Waller's hurt. T.J. Hawkinson's hurt. Um. And that's really it. All right. Long list here of injuries to go through. So start at the top. Uh, Leonard Fournette, we talked about him briefly. He's out one to two weeks, it seems like, with a hamstring injury that he suffered in the game on Sunday night. So Ronald Jones will re- assume the lead, the lead back role there. seems like it'll go to some kind of committee there with Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, getting in the pass work, obviously, with Giovanni Bernard, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, being out for the uh, at least foreseeable future with a hip and a knee injury. Uh, also on the Tampa Bay front, Mike Evans, wide receiver, is out uh, with a hamstring injury. Supposedly nothing major, but he should be week to week here. He's definitely out week 15. So, you know, I always say week to week. It's probably never a good thing. Uh, so, you know, I think that would pretty much put him out of the fantasy, you know, the fantasy regular season there, or fantasy playoffs, I would say, um, or fantasy season. Let's just go with that. Um, Chris Godwin, whether it's fantasy season or regular season, he's 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 out of it. Uh, torn ACL is presumed at first to be a sprained MCL that he could, you know, potentially make it back for the playoffs. But he will be out for the year with a torn ACL here. So he's gone. So Tom Brady losing three of his top weapons there basically in one night. Does get Antonio Brown back this week. So that's obviously. They're probably not thinking about dropping him now. (laughs) No, definitely not dropping that man now. So, uh, you know, Antonio Brown will definitely uh, walk into an opportunity here for 15 target days potentially um 
the Elijah Mitchell, he's also dealing, uh, you know, moving on to the Elijah Mitchell, who's a San Francisco 49ers running back. He's cleared the concussion protocol, but he's now dealing with a knee injury. Actually, he's been dealing with that knee injury, um, but he was dealing with concussion and a knee. Now it's no longer a concussion, just the knee. So waiting for him to, to recover from that. Teddy Bridgewater, he dealt, he suffered a concussion in the game on Sunday. He'll be out for week 15. Drew Locke will get the start there in Denver. Excuse me. And then um, Kadarius Toney for the Giants. He's expected to return this week against, uh, I don't even know who they play. Who do the Giants play? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but Kadarius Toney's projected to be back this week. He was on the COVID list. They play the also, Eagles. They play the Eagles. Also dealing with a with an oblique, so expected to return this week. Also expected to return, not sure if it's this week or potentially next. A.J. Brown, he's been designated to return from injured reserve, uh, dealing with a chest injury. Um, and then there goes the COVID list, um, which, again, as it gets shorter, just continues to get longer. Uh, Austin Eckler. Was the latest player that we, you know, we referenced at the top of the show, uh, was added to the, well, not officially added to the COVID list, but the expectation is that he will be. Uh, Travis Kelsey, he was also added to the COVID list. Uh, vaccinated player who tested positive. Um, Kendrick Bourne, also added to the COVID list, wide receiver for New England, as well as quarterback for the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff, ends up on the COVID list. So. Um, now that we've got all that out of the way, Greg, we know everything that we've de- we're dealing with between injuries, COVID, players that are on our roster that are healthy right now, but could also end up getting COVID at any time between now and the next time you have to set a lineup, which is, I guess, technically Tuesday, but for week 16, it'll be Thursday. So Greg, where I'm going to leave it to you right now, where are you trying to accumulate the most talent? Where do you see the most talent on waiver wire right now? Where are you trying to get the most depth at right now? Um, and you just take it from there. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, receiver does have a lot of depth right now, which is nice. Um, I think for the rest of the season, I think Gabriel Davis, if I had to rank for receivers, a lot of depth. Gabriel Davis is number one for me. He's 19% rostered. I think he has rest of the season uh, low and wide receiver two value. Him and Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, like that, those two guys with Russell Gage is kind of an arm I mentioned. That, that kind of trio uh, is going to give you some top 30 weeks, definitely, uh, for the rest of the season, which is nice. Um, and I think that's something we need right now, uh, late season. Um, especially a lot of these receivers are banged up. Um, especially, I don't know, Christian Kirk is probably gone. So these two guys are going to give you top 30 weeks. Uh, probably in the next tier of the wide receivers are Marquez Valdez-Scanlon, who's 41% rostered, and Josh Reynolds, who's 10% rostered. I think those are deeper league guys who has, you know, they can definitely have some uh, wide receiver through three wide receiver two upside, but, um, you know, definitely uh, deeper league I'm looking at because, you know, they probably sh- doesn't show as much consistency also situation um, for them on being on Detroit. And Monra St. Brown is definitely the one in that offense. Uh, after receiver, I think I'm looking running back. Running back does have some depth, uh, especially with these guys that are hurt and backups. Um, 
Justin Jackson, if you're the, especially if you're the Eckler manager, be sure to already have Justin Jackson on your team. But if not, I would look to try to grab him. Uh, he's 6% rostered. Eckler does have a chance to come back, but um, who, you know, you don't want to take, you want to take chances on that. Um, we thought maybe Lamar could come back and Tyler Huntley went off. So uh, it, it, it's possible. Uh, after that, probably Craig Reynolds and Amir Abdullah, I think, are the next two guys. Uh, as far as volume, Craig Reynolds got a lot of work. Um, he got 26 carries. He loved that number. Um, so I think those him and Amir Abdullah after that, he got a lot of work for Carolina. Uh, you know, in, in a negative game script, you know, he you know got eight touches, uh, but he did the most with them. I think he has some wide receiver running back three weeks, but Craig Reynolds can give you, I think, some low-end RB1 value depending on the matchup, but he's he's a strong RB2 for me. Uh, Duke Johnson after that, I don't like his matchup uh, next week, but if he's going to be getting the, the volume of the work in this offense, uh, he can give you RB3 weeks. And Devontae Booker, we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks, 23% rostered. Um, going to be, you know, you know, competing with Saquon to give you I mean, the best uh, offense in, in Giants. I think this is a desperation pickup. I don't really want anyone in the Giants offense, but if you don't get anyone in this, you you, know, you got to probably kind of settle for him. Uh, after that, looking at quarterback, Tyler Huntley, uh, especially if you're the Lamar Jackson manager, you don't know how bad that injury is. Don't know how close Lamar was. I think you got to go get him, especially in two quarterback leagues, if you don't already. Uh, and after that, because of matchup, Matt Ryan has Detroit this week. Um, he's 41% rostered. Uh, he still has a groove. I think he's finding Kyle Pitts and Russell Gage in some good situations. So he, he totally, I think he won't kill you in that matchup. matchup. And Jimmy G should have had a, probably a better week. Uh, still had his own a little bit, but he's got Tennessee this week. Um, also 41% rostered. That can give you a, a solid, I think, high in QB2 week. Uh, and as for tight ends, it's, you know, it's always looking deep. I mean, very slim, very slim. So this is the last spot I'm looking at for sure. Albert O, 1% rostered. That's about it. Now, I I love the, uh, you know, Craig Reynolds is somebody you've been, the people probably haven't been able to tell, but like you, there's a vibe about Craig Reynolds. Yeah, like, for sure. You, you have like this aura about you when Craig, when we bring up Craig Reynolds on the show, 26 carries last game. Um, that's a huge number that we haven't seen by, I don't think any lines running back to this point. No. Granted, there's that's Except multi. That one swift game probably, but that's about it. Yeah. There's kind of layers to it too, right? Like we haven't seen a, the Lions lead in a game like this, mm-hmm. like the way they were on Sunday. Um, any concern with Jamal Adams getting Jamal Adams, Jamal Williams being activated off the COVID list that we don't get this three down Craig Reynolds usage? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, they do like to give the carries to Jamal Williams when Devontae Swift is in. Uh, first, we have to make sure Devontae Swift is going to stay out. I know he was an IR candidate before, so I don't know what their plan is with him. I mean, he's one of the best young prospects. I don't know if they want to risk it when they only have two wins now. Um, but if it's just Reynolds and Jamal Williams, I think they probably get a split of carries. So I could see Craig Reynolds still getting about 15 carries. Yeah, I could definitely see that, too. And I think that because even though we didn't see the pass game usage, I don't think that's to I don't think that means that it won't be there. Right. 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 It'll still be there. Craig Reynolds, he did that in the previous game. Right. Like there will be opportunities. Oh, my goodness. 
Sorry, I'm watching this game, and Justin Fields is just getting like destroyed and murdered by 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 Minnesota, and like mm-hmm. we're gonna see what happens. But yeah, um, so you know, Craig Reynolds, he will have some opportunities, I think, in future games as they'll be trailing and whatnot, yeah. to be able to to be utilized as a pass catcher. But he's definitely been solid. Uh, you spent. You spent that bread on him in that in our dynasty league. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I, Greg is cheap with the fab. So once he spent some money, I said, "Oh, Greg must really like Craig Reynolds." For um, sure. All right, yeah, good stuff, man. Anything else you want to add from the waiver perspective? Um, no, I mean, just hopefully it's gonna be a late week. Uh, hopefully, pay attention to tomorrow's games uh hopefully hurts could get it done i mean uh yeah other than that no nah, no nah, uh, all these guys hopefully should come through for you next week what do you say to the people that need hurts to not come through oh i mean <laughs> it's not me you know i'm on the side that I need hurts to come through so <laughs> i don't i don't know that dimension or that that universe that uh you know this is shout out to spider-man you know if you haven't seen it go see that Oh, there you go, Greg. Just ruined the movie. All right, y'all. <laughs> hey, it's in the previews. It's totally, totally said in the previews. Is there's multiverse. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, again, we appreciate it. We hope that you are still alive in the fantasy playoffs. Because it was tough. It was a tough was week. Tough. So, everybody, good luck to you for the rest of the week. Is this not over yet? There's still Tuesday football. We got the Rams and the Seahawks and the Washington football team and the Eagles both kicking off at seven. So that'll be interesting. So we'll catch y'all on Wednesday. We will break down every single game of week 16 on our Wednesday show that will air Wednesday night. You'll probably catch it Thursday morning. But, you know, a little little FFDX Christmas spectacular. But until next time, y'all, have a good one. Good luck. We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.